Hey guys, you are now tuning in to K-Squared, where the West meets the North and gets dirty in the South. We are just three everyday Black girls giving you the real. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at K-SquaredPod to stay up to date with all of our new content. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment or rating letting us know how you're enjoying the podcast so far. We want to give a huge shout out to our returning listeners for supporting us and coming back for another episode. And to our new listeners, thank you guys for tuning in and we hope you enjoy our podcast. Hey guys, it's Kiarn, and welcome back to another episode of K-Squared, episode 42. You guys, were inching closer and closer and closer to episode 50. I don't know why that's like, I mean, I do know why. That's a big, that's a big landmark for us. You know, we've been doing 50 weeks. Yes, 50 weeks of constant weekly Mm. episodes for you guys. But this week, you guys, just like last month, we introduced our Ask K-Squared segment, which is pretty much where we go on all three of our personal social medias and our K-Squared pod Instagram, which if you're not following, please do because you can stay up to date. But we go on and pretty much ask you guys if you need advice on anything, any questions you have for us on different topics. So that is what this week's episode is going to be. Pretty much we compiled, like I said, all of the questions that have been asked of us. And we're going to give you guys the answers. We're going to let you know how we feel. We're going to give you the tea. And we're going to drop the gems, as we always do. So without further ado, I'm going to get in starting and ask the first question. All right, so first question, and this is anonymous too, so we're not going to say who asked. But first question was, what does being intentional in relationships and with God mean to you guys? Um, so to me, I feel like being intentional with relationships is, you know, dating to marry. Essentially, when you're dating somebody, you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to date for like two years and then on to the next. You know, if you're dating somebody, you really like them. I feel like for the most part, you would be working towards a forever with that person. So, I mean, dating to be intentional is having intentions on being with that person forever. You know, building a family with them, building a life with them, growing with them, evolving with them getting old together so to me that's what intentional dating is and then with god um i feel like you know keeping god at the center of your relationship going to him when problems arise because problems are always going to happen in relationships and you know uh read the bible read the bible because the bible has the map to it all the bible will tell you how to be in a relationship how to go about a relationship how to survive in a relationship so i mean yeah, you know, just educating yourself in the Bible and being intentional. I feel like that's something in our generation that a lot of people don't do. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna do what I want now. But, you know, when I'm 28, that's when I like really, quote unquote, settle down. So it's not common in our generation. But, you know, just be intentional with it. That's what I think being intentional with relationships is. Yeah, honestly, just know what it is that you're looking for in someone. Don't waste people's time. If you know that in a relationship you need this, that, and the third, then don't really waste your time with someone who you know you couldn't really see yourself with in the future. Make sure that whoever you're with is who you want to be with in the future. And when it comes to God, like, just being dedicated, praying, and making sure that you're actually, like, you know, putting your trust and faith in Him. I feel like being intentional with God is you know, putting trust in him, knowing that, you know, he's going to make a way for you, knowing that, you know, he has a plan for you. Um, 
he has you know certain blessings prepared for you so being intentional with god in my opinion is like you know really putting trust in him it's like people can pray all they want to and read the bible all they want to but it doesn't really mean anything if you're not applying it and actually trusting that god is gonna make the impossible possible for you but the second question that we're gonna get into is um how do y'all feel about guys who make less money than you i guess they're asking like should you date someone who makes less money than you do and this is actually a very common question that a lot of women end up having to ask themselves because you know women nowadays we're starting to get up there as far as our earnings and our income oh i feel like this this kind of generation and in just the times that we're in now you see just a lot of women who are really out there making a lot of money and it gets to a point where they get in a in the dating pool and it's harder for them to find men who match their money before back in the days and and usually it's the opposite like the men is the one bringing in the money and the woman is the one that has the lower income but now that i switched most women who make a lot of money want to you know make sure that whatever man they have is matching that or really exceeding that um honestly i have mixed emotions about this one i don't think it's a problem but i would say it depends on the person it depends on your age and your circumstances i think it comes down to drive and how much motivation that person has to go out there and make money i do feel like sometimes it's too it's too early to tell like someone's potential and what they have in making money making money is just one of those things where it could be here today and gone tomorrow so i think it comes down to the drive and the motivation that that person has to make sure that they're never going to be struggling and that they can make money you know what i mean so i definitely wouldn't turn a person away just because they're not making as much money as you because that could always change but if they don't have the will and the drive to go out and eat then you have another situation coming and maybe you should kind of reevaluate what do y'all think uh okay i think these are trick questions i think these are always a trick question now as caitlin said depends on the age and the circumstances okay i'm not gonna judge we in our 20s everybody's figuring out themselves everybody's figuring out their path and everybody's gonna get that six-figure job so i'm not about to just assume that you're gonna be a baller however as i progress through my life i would like somebody these are just, just trick questions. I have like I have to word it correctly. <laughs> so no, I don't girl, sound speak like, your mind. Say exactly I, how you feel. I'm really gonna be honest. Like at the end of the day, oh woman, we all want a boss. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, my mama calls. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like we all want a boss at the end of the day. We want a man to drop the money on us. I don't care. All, all of us be putting the. Uh, it doesn't. It's always a uh uh quite no like we all want a boss however it's not always about the money at the end of the day you know i ain't trying to i hope you're not at the bottom of the barrel because if i'm at the top here you know six figures and you're at um below me under i i can't even answer this because i feel like i'm trying to answer it in a more of a positive <laughs> light but just say, say how you really feel to me. <laughs> we're real on this on this podcast okay. be real. i'm trying to be really like nice 
I'm gonna be honest, like, if you're really below, like, you don't have nothing together, you don't have a car, you don't have insurance, you don't have credit, can't talk to me. I'm sorry. That's not how it's about to work. However, you have your life situated. You are making income. It doesn't have to be at the six figures, but you are having, you have a salary to your name. That's not a problem to me. Because at the end of the day, it's about love. I have no issue. Like, if you love me, I'm not here for you to spoil me. Yes, I love gifts, but women doesn't like to be spoiled in luxury. At the end of the day, I want you to be there for me mentally, physically, and emotionally. That's really what I care about. So when it comes to the money topic, of course, I don't want a man that's basically homeless. I'm not going to want that. But however, if I'm making a little more and he's not too far, but he's not on the same path, it's not a problem to me. Yeah. So to that's me, my side. Yeah, to me, I've always considered myself a boss in a sense where I've been making my own money. I've been doing my own stuff. I've been on my P's and Q's for a, at a very young age. So I feel like you are, you, you attract what you are essentially. Like, yeah, you know, you might have your little, you might come across your lames. And if you're lame out there, hey, you can get out of that. But you might, you just are who you attract. So to me, it's like. Like Sabine said, it's not necessarily on the level of like how much money, but I want to see that you have that same boss mentality that I carry so that if you have that mentality, regardless, you're going to go after the money and you're going to get the money regardless. No matter how much it really is, I guess, because money can be here today and gone tomorrow. So the mm -hmm. actual amount is kind of just like you want to know that you're with somebody that if they have a lot of money they can keep that money and not be somebody that just has a lot of money and then blows it in five seconds and now they're broke but yesterday they had a million dollars you know what i mean so i mean like sabine said who doesn't want to be spoiled who doesn't want to be wined and dined and shopped for and all that so yeah i mean it matters to me on a certain extent because i have a certain lifestyle that i provide for myself and if you're talking long term I want you to be able to pour into that lifestyle too the same way. So, yeah, I mean, it matters to me. I don't know, like, actual number, to be honest, because I might, who knows, I might grow up and be a billionaire and my husband's a multimillionaire. Like, we both have money. I guess it doesn't necessarily matter. But it's just really being with somebody that's that boss, that's always going to go after the money, that's never going to have themselves in a sticky situation as far as being broke, you know, if they can help it. Okay, I like the gems you put. Mm -hmm. Someone has to fulfill the lifestyle. I like that. I yeah, like that. Thanks, Savvy. All right, next question, of course, it is that advice on losing your path. I feel like this question was for me because I feel like I've been in a jumble lately. I don't know, lately. I think I called Kaylin like two weeks ago, like, girl, I'm out my funk. I just came up with a new plan. Like, losing your path, losing on your path, it's okay. Especially, I assume, hopefully she is young, early 20s. It's very normal to lose your path. Like, right now, we about to hit graduation <laughs> next year. From next month, it will be a 365 days counting to graduation. And, you know, lately, mm -hmm. I've been in my mind myself. Yeah, I know, we getting old. I'm about to have a degree. Oh, God. However, I feel like it's normal in your 20s. I Graduation's coming up. I don't even know how I'm going to get a salary. You know, I'm so used to an hourly wage. And now I'm like, I got to find a job. And, you know, I feel like I wasn't doing anything. I feel like people around me was doing stuff. And, you know, of course, how we talked, Instagram blurred everybody on their entrepreneurship. And everybody's doing this. And I'm like, what am I doing? I feel like I'm getting older, but I am a student. It's okay. Like, take it off your path. It's perfectly fine. It's a part of life. Like, Sometimes you kind of have to step back and realize, is this what I want to do? You know, people that get off their path, it's just 
it's part of life. I'm teaching myself this. I'm giving myself some good affirmations because it's okay. I'm only 20 years old. I just remember me four years ago, 17, where am I going to college? What am I going to do with my life? Am I even going to get into a college? And look how life played out. So everything's going to play out the way that it needs to. Yeah, just that like was it so was. perfect. Yeah, slow that down. You're in your perfect. 20s. Literally mm-hmm. what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Slow down. You're only in your 20s. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. the next question <laughs> is the college advice. And Sabine, you actually just brought that up. College advice on all topics. I don't really know what she means on all topics, but uh, I can speak for myself. I didn't have the most stellar grades in high school. I was just, I was having fun, you know. I was doing what I needed to do, but I was just, like, chilling. Where I got in is where I got in. After graduation, I didn't necessarily, like, I was on a whole nother wave of, I didn't want to go to school. I actually was going to go to FITM, which is a fashion institute of design and merchandising in L.A. So I wasn't even interested in going Mm -hmm. to, like, a real school, you know. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to school like that. I'm going to go to FITM. So whatever I do is cool. SAT, uh, what's that other one? ACT? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Um, Life obviously panned out differently for me, but the best advice that I can give you is go with the school that feels like home to you because that's going to be your home away from home you know uh go with the school that feels like home be if you're not social be overly social that freshman year so you can really figure out who you want to hang out who's going to be your people it's going to change over the years but put yourself out there and have fun yeah honestly I think the best college advice is to just not take it for granted Mm -hmm. I feel like you know, um, when people come to college, like, they can get a little too serious. I know I was definitely too serious my freshman year a little bit, like, first semester. And then yes. second semester, <laughs> I was like, you know what, forget this. So I just feel like not to take it too seriously, but just not take it for granted. You know, like, really take in the people that you meet, take in the networking opportunities. Because essentially the people that you meet in college and that you become friends with become your networking circle. You guys, you know, add each other on LinkedIn and then they become, you know, professionals. Like your classmates end up becoming like people that you are working with in the work space. Like they become, you know, your, um, what you would call it, kind of like your competitors as well. So just take in that networking response uh, opportunity. And also don't be afraid to try new things. I feel like college and just like that transition into adulthood is the best time to really like take risks and do things that you always thought of doing because you never know if it's going to end up working out for you or not the least it could do is not work out but the best it could do is work out but you'll never know if you at least don't take the step so i think in college is really the years where you have the least amount of responsibilities everything is pretty much taken care of all you have is your schoolwork and whatever else you want your life to look like and so don't get too caught up in the school aspect of it. Once you step in, have a clear plan on how you want to take advantage of your education and expand on that. I feel like I, I don't really recommend people going to college undecided. Um, that's just something I don't believe in because I just feel like it's a waste of money and it's a waste of investment. So 
if you are in high school and you genuinely do not know what you want to major in, please take a year off and work. Make money and take a year off and work. Do not go take out a loan to go to a school that you don't even know you're gonna what you're gonna major in. You will do much better with less debt and a clear plan and a clear vision as to what you want to major in and how to take advantage of that. You have to look at college as an investment. It's very expensive. So one, if you're out of high school and you know what you want to do with your life and you know your career path doesn't really require school don't go but if you feel like you could really take advantage of that or one you're just not really ready to step into adulthood you kind of want to get more seasoned in whatever industry go for it but don't go undecided have a clear plan for how you want to take advantage of your education and go for it start doing whatever it is that you want to do and see where that takes you that's my advice mm, i have a little gem i feel like some, I feel like I have younger cousins that are about to graduate, so I feel like I've been repeating myself with the college advice, but <laughs> <laughs> what I've been Thanks. saying, honestly, you know, y'all tapped into the educational, you know, choose where a home, you know, I'm going to get into the social aspect. Everybody know college, listen, college is like literally in an hourglass. I'm telling you, I remember me freshman year, now I'm about to graduate. You know, college is very short. It is the quickest four years of your life. I'ma let you know right now, it's the it quickest is. four years. So I I'm never believed quicker than high school. It is very quicker than high school. I never believed people when they said it. They're like, this is. I didn't believe it. I was like, y'all lying. Your life. And I'm like, wait a minute. But I lowkey think the <laughs> pandemic made it quicker. A hundred percent made sure. it quicker. Like, I feel bad. My brother, for instance, he left. Sorry, it's me. I didn't cut you off, girl. But my brother, he literally, he left his freshman year of college. He's, his situation is a little different because he plays football, so he's been back. But essentially, that class of 2019 left as freshmen and are coming back as juniors. Like, yeah. it's crazy. It the pandemic put everything on hold. But besides the pandemic, college in general, hopefully everything gets back to normal. But you know, when I was pre-COVID, that social life, I'm going to let y'all know. Make sure you separate social life and your schoolwork. What were it's you saying? <laughs> what were you? I was, um, I was just... No, I'm saying, like, what do you normally say? You were out. I was outside. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> freshman year, I'm a... Well, I was outside, but make sure that's the number one thing. Separate that because that's a lot of freedom you're getting. I'm going to let you know. It's a lot of freedom. We're so used to going back home under our parents' roof, having curfews and all that. So, like, once you get to college, I'm not going to lie. At orientation, I was like, oh, this is real. Like, I could be outside and I don't have to check in with nobody. But also remember your schoolwork. It is so easy to wake up. I don't want to go to class. They can't arrest you. You know they can't call your parents can't get its attention so you know don't get in that habit make sure freshman year i know you want to be outside get in that party scene but also remember to separate that that is a big thing i feel like a lot of college students they just run head first freedom freedom parties 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 and then oh wait i'm failing this class i have this assignment like they caught up to me freshman year like i almost lost my scholarship freshman year because i was just I was in a whole different world. I was so excited. I'm yeah. so used to being in a restriction. So me, I'm partying, going out, and places. Girls, 
Leave the older boys alone. Leave, leave them alone. <laughs> them boys freshman year. Don't talk to them. That's my yeah, leave don't the boys do it. Alone, leave the boys. Leave they gonna alone. come your way. Like don't even fiend in for that. You gonna see cute boys. I promise you by the end of the year, freshman year, they gonna mm-hmm. look ugly. So don't even worry about Yo. that. That's what Freshmen, <laughs> it's, they, it's always it's always the juniors. I feel like that go for the freshmen. It's always the juniors or the seniors that go for the freshmen. So stay away from them because they just happy that they the get older. a fresh pair of girls to be with. <laughs> so stay away, stay away. Yes. My mom used to tell me fresh meat. They're gonna think you fresh meat. Yeah, and I never used to believe her, and now I completely understood where she was coming from. It does mm-hmm. like. Listen to your parents, y'all. I know your, yeah, your mom, listen. your dad. They might they might get annoying, but listen to them. Don't don't take what they say with a grain of salt. Take it literally, cause I took what my mom said with a grain of salt, and she was dead for real. And I and yeah. I learned that. I have to tell my little sister that who's in college. I'm like, Gigi, everything mommy told you is correct. I'm telling you. I know you don't want to listen to her, but. In the new school version way, it's the same thing as the same old thing. school version way. Mm-hmm. Just a different world. But I agree with you, Sabine. I think it just comes down to creating self-discipline for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like It's so easy when you have that freedom to just go buck wild. But what, what people fail to realize is the kind of habits that they create for themselves now eventually carry on into like after you're done graduating. So exactly. at the end of the day, if you don't know how to separate uh, your social life from your academic work, if you don't know good time management, all of that is going to trickle into your work life post-graduation. And then you're actually going to face some really, really bad consequences from not having that self-discipline. So it comes down to self-discipline. I say create a routine for yourself and really try to go by that routine so that you can just like keep up those good habits because they will follow you and you don't want them to follow you after you graduate. But um, next question we're going to get into, somebody asked about body count and the only reason I'm going to skip over it is because we did a whole episode based on this. So please go check out the body count episode. We talked about whether or not um, it mattered, what number was bad, what number was good. So go check out our episode of Body Count. It's where we talked about the birds and the bees and everything. I think and they ask because they want to know what our personal are. But you guys, we can't give you the... the, the oh, yeah. And they probably... And yeah, we still I'm a child of God. Regardless. I believe in no. abstinence. I believe in abstinence. Abstinence. She said abstinence. See, I know the word, but I can't say it. You lying Abs- already. That's why you fumbling over your words. <laughs> I went to Catholic school my whole life. I be knowing. I don't be doing. But yeah, we not answering that. Um, So if you wanted to know our body counts, TMI. But if you wanted (laughs) to know just about the general topic and how we feel when it comes to, you know, anything dealing with that, go check out our episode. So the next question was saving and how to stay organized with school is something that she wanted advice on. Um, Honestly... Saving is just that, but I say saving slash investing because, you know, having money in your savings account, it kind of just sits there versus if you kind of take a small percentage of what you have in your savings and just put it in your Robinhood account, research what stocks are good to invest in and watch your money grow over time. It's much better. So it's like, yes, save. I save weekly. Uh, save, save depending on like how, how often you get paid. So if you get paid every two weeks, 
take a percentage of that, put it in your account. It can be small, like $25, or it can be big, like $100, $200, depending on how much you're getting paid. Each week, each month, definitely put some aside, but also take a fraction of that to invest it. And treat your investing account kind of like your savings account, except the money is just growing. So it's kind of like a double win. Um, and I think the second part of the question she asked was saving and um oh how to stay organized with school honestly everyone has their own way of doing it i started off with the planners but then i got a little older and i found that i only use my planners for like certain things i use my reminder on my phone that's really the only way i stay organized with school is like every time a teacher says a due date i literally go to my calendar on my phone or i literally go to my reminders and i set a reminder for myself when I'm going to start working on this assignment. So say it's like an assignment due later on in the month. I'll probably space it out to where I remind myself to start on it like a week and a half before. Or at least think about it. So I won't put a reminder like due today. I'll put a reminder like start on this project because it's due in two weeks. You know, yeah. And that kind of keeps me um, you know, organized because I've already planned out what days and what time I'm going to take to literally do certain projects. And plus, it allows me to not be so overwhelmed with a whole bunch of assignments at once. I'm a Taurus. One thing, if you guys don't know about Taurus, we're really lazy. We don't really like to do too much work. So I try to make it the easiest as possible. I am a procrastinator too. But if it's reminded in my phone, like, do project today, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to get it done versus oh it's due this day and i might wait until that day so it's kind of like tricking your mind in a way it's like i'm thinking it's due that day when it's really not that's just the day i plan to do it if that makes sense so that's for all my procrastinators out there it's like a little trick i do tricks my mind into thinking things are due today when i put it in my phone but it's really not so that's how i stay organized with school y'all could talk about like ways you guys stay organized because i know everyone is completely different my number one thing is a planner. As soon as the new school year starts, buy yourself a fresh, clean, crisp planner. Write everything out. Um, I use the My Homework app on my phone, and it's connected to my computer. When, as soon as you get those syllabus, write them out. You know everything. Set reminders. And it's trial and error. Like, yes, you're going to miss an assignment. Yes, you might be late. Yes, yep. you're not going to feel like it. But, you know, don't make it habits. But it's trial and error. Don't be too hard on yourself. You'll... Going from that high school to college jump or even like staying into college. But for me, it was like a difference of really learning, like Sabine said, really learning how to really be organized and really do everything. And you don't have teachers telling you when stuff is due like that. So, you know, trial and error planners really help stay organized and don't be too hard on yourself. You're you'll get a routine that feels right. Um, I'm with y'all the planner. I've been doing planners since kindergarten. Like they used mm -hmm. to give us at my school since like day one, like, all right date it always put your homework in here they used to tell us so i feel like as i got to college like it just stayed in my mind so i'm always have a planner it's always with me i put everything my hair appointments i put my nail appointment the assignments and also the syllabus get the printed version i love the yeah. printed version even if it's online i print them out i put them in a folder i have my highlighter i write out the days all right these are the papers that are about to come up and i write them in my calendar i do it for the whole year so yeah. I just know that I'm prepared. So when I flip that page, oh, I have this assignment. Let me look back on the syllabus, know what I need to do. So that was my way. I kind of stayed organized throughout school. But everybody has different methods. I see common. Everybody uses 
agendas and some people use calendars however my preference would be just write everything out I like to write things out even on my Apple calendar I write everything out but all right next question we about to do how to tell when a relationship is turning into a trauma bond hmm red flags <laughs> it's the red flags at the end of the day i agree with you kian red flags also just if you start to see it is the red flags but also the dynamic has switched it's not more of a happiness you you i always say if you can count more bad times in the relationship than more good times clearly it's something that's really about to turn really bad so if you start to i always put in the back of my head do I feel happy? If you start to question yourself, if there's questions in the relationship in general, it's just time to go. That's my say for everything. Yeah, honestly, it's like, you know when it's when a relationship comes to a point where it's a trauma bond. Like, you're really only attached to this person for toxic reasons or they fulfill something that you fully haven't healed from like sometimes we hold on to people because they fulfill like the traumas you know that we kind of went through but essentially that's not what relationships should be about relationships should be fulfilling overall you shouldn't just be fulfilling those holes that i have and that's it because once you get into that mindset, it becomes easy to ignore a lot of the red flags that happens because you tend to overlook everything else because you're just like, okay, well, he's healing me in this way. Like he's healing my trauma and, I, and I'm healing his trauma. It's a trauma bond. But at the end of the day, those don't always end well. You kind of have to take into consideration the red flags. And I think it just boils down to not hopping into things you're not ready for, ready for in a sense of you're not healed for it's really important to heal before you get into a relationship it's something that i have to tell myself all the time like heal heal before you jump into things with other people because it prevents you from creating trauma bonds toxic bonds whatever bond you want to call it it prevents from creating those unnecessary bonds with people once you're healed you can then start creating healthier bonds with people and then start experiencing healthier relationships. So I think that's that's when you know is like when you find yourself ignoring everything but you're still with this person because you feel like they fulfill like something that's missing or like a, a something that you have to deal with your trauma. I don't know. You feel like they they give you that love that you just don't genuinely feel, but they still do all the wrong things and you can't see it because you haven't healed from your traumas yourself. So I feel like we know, like, I feel like it's literally just something our intuition is like knocking at our door constantly and we just tend to ignore it. Like I've been in toxic relationships before where I've ignored everything because they fulfilled whatever I needed for them to fulfill in the moment. But when it came down to it, they were doing so much wrong. And on the inside, deep down, I knew it was time for me to go, but I just wasn't doing it. So you can tell when your intuition is knocking at that door and you keep trying to ignore it. You can tell when the little voice in your head is telling you one thing, but you keep trying to ignore it. Now, it also comes from knowing how to separate self-sabotage from your intuition. And that's a whole nother conversation because that just comes with meditation and knowing how to separate, you know, 
bad thoughts and you know self-sabotaging thoughts so it does become difficult because some people find themselves in great relationships but see all the wrong things even though that person has done nothing wrong but some people stay in stuff where they actually are doing wrong so i feel like just take into account the red flags and weigh out the good versus the bad yeah. Well, the next person that asked the question, they we already answered her question before. So just time sensitivity. I'm going to go on to the next one. And it is I catfished this guy just I catfished this guy twice just to see his personality before talking to him. Should I tell him, girl, no, <laughs> absolutely not, because I, I think he's going to look at you crazy. No, don't tell him. Not the catfish. Mm-mm. Twice. I see what you was trying to do. It's okay. There's some fake pages. You know, us women like to investigate, especially if we have social media. So the touch of our fingers, we could look up anybody. I typed in Google, find your LinkedIn. I found your resume. Thank but you. But that's different. That's you doing that. This girl <laughs> <But him>. had <laughs> photos and was oh, talking yeah. to him. Nah, nah. I'm not going to lie. I've heard females have done it before. I've known some characters some friends that I know that have done it just to see like what kind of person this guy is. It's just some people do that. It's hopefully I hope the girl who asked this question did not extend it to, you know, how the episode on catfish be how it'd be like eight months and all that. That's a little drastic. Drag. However, I hope it wasn't drag. <laughs> I hope it wasn't drags. However, do not tell him because he's gonna Please think you crazy. Don't. Or if y'all relationship is on some y'all have a good bond and y'all could crack up about it. You could say, but I say, wait, like, 10 months. <laughs> and just don't, do don't even tell don't him. Don't tell him. What? Don't tell him unless you don't want to talk to him no more. Because he he might do like, ha, 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 And then you never hear from him again because he's like, this girl's crazy. You never know. Some yeah. guys find it funny. Some do. She Most did it twice. Don't. And this is no judgment to you, girl. But I think you were answering your question. And personally, if you want longevity with this person, don't tell him. Don't at all. They will be crushed. Next question. So every girl I tell that I love, they always reject me. Meanwhile, I'm good looking. So how? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> love the confidence. <laughs> I love the confidence, but there's a lot of things kind of wrong with this response. <laughs> um, one, every girl I tell that I love, uh, why are you telling so many people you love them? You love a lot of people. One, two, I mean, I don't know how old this person is. Maybe they went through a lot of lovers. And two, it seems like there's a bit entitlement here. Like, you feel like they should love you because you look good. When love is way deeper than looks. So, 100%. we could just go ahead and go to the next question. Because that's it right there. <laughs> that's um, struggling with showing and sharing your emotions. Um... It's very normal. Everybody has that shell. Not everybody wants to express their emotions. I feel like people are scared to get judged. I feel like people feel people will use their pain against them. It's just this fear and this judgment that it's like that perception. Once you show your emotions, you're just scared of the reaction. It's like a cause and effect. Like what's really about to happen if I express how I feel. So it is normal. I all I could say is that don't bottle up everything because one day you're going to explode like express yourself even if you don't have to tell everybody have a confidant even tell your parents because it's just releasing and talking to somebody it just makes you feel better even though you probably didn't want to say it but it just 
knowing the fact that you just express it like your throat chakra will feel way better i had moments where i did not say nothing and my throat was really aching me <laughs> because and literally i feel like it was the universe telling me speak like you need to speak talk about your feelings so it's yeah. okay everybody has their time and whenever you feel comfortable to express your emotions and I would say start off with just writing them on a journal. Mm, Once yeah, you become true. comfortable with facing your own emotions, you'll be more comfortable with sharing them with other people. Because it's kind of hard to share your emotions with other people if you're not even really confident in letting them all out on paper yourself. So face your own emotions and then, yes, get a confidant and don't be afraid to talk to other people about the things that you're feeling. And go see a therapist because your friends are not your therapist. Your family members are not your therapist. Go see a therapist. They're educated and knowledgeable in what you need help in. And sometimes, too, when it comes to sharing your emotions, people get frustrated when they tell other people things and they don't get the response that they would wish for. So I always say it's just best to see a therapist as well. Next question, somebody said, how do you carry yourself in such a queen-like manner? Um, I would say affirmations are a great thing. Uh, what's that song? I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I am that. You know, like talk to yourself, uplift yourself. To me, this is, again, how I've always viewed it. I've always viewed myself as that B, you know, not necessarily in a cocky way at all. Don't take that the wrong way. Anybody out there listening. But when you feel like you are that, you act that way. And that to be that B does not mean that you're rude, does not mean that you're uh, cocky, does not mean that you're, you know, rude to other people. But you know what you bring to the table in different situations. You know your addition to people's lives so it's just like you know carry yourself as such all women are queens treat yourself as such um i read something the other day that was pretty much just like treat yourself the way and it's the cliche treat yourself your the way you want to be treated but it's like you know pour into yourself the same way you want somebody to pour into you so if you want somebody mm. to treat you like a queen act as such you know present yourself as such so you know girl affirmations and just telling yourself you know what i am that b i am that girl i am a queen you know yes period all right the next question was what are you guys' thoughts on colorism and dealing with colorism and how to be confident in college I guess that's a pretty good one. Um, we have a couple episodes where we talk about just the topic of colorism um, and how that kind of, you know, affects just a lot of things, especially when it comes to the black community and us just making sure that we're being there more for each other and actually conscious and aware of the things that happen in our own community. Um, and being confident in college, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, it starts with just being confident in yourself, period. I guess when you get to college, you're definitely going to school with more people than you are in high school. You're exposed to a, a much more people. There's so many pretty girls all around you now. Like, you know what I mean? So I can see how it can kind of be hard or seems kind of hard to be confident in college, especially just when it comes down to the classroom and people raising a hand before you and knowing all the answers, but you don't. That can kind of do something to your confidence academic wise. Um, you got accepted. So know why you there. Um, have a clear plan and, and as to why you're there and what you want to do with your college education, like I said before. Um, 
and understand that everyone has a different path. I mean, college isn't one of those. It's completely different for high school. I just don't think the GPAs really weigh the same. So don't really trip too much. Like if you just don't know as much in class or your professor is, you know, saying something that you might not know that well, like don't freak out half the time, half the class doesn't know. Um, and I feel like as you get older in college, you really start to realize that don't nobody really, <laughs> like no one is really at that super, super high level of being an overachiever and stuff. Mm-hmm. So just stay confident in yourself. Stay true to yourself. Don't try to be someone you're not. Don't try to start, you know, you know, being someone you're not just elevate in your own way. Don't try to elevate in other people's way. Like you see this person doing one thing. So you think that you should do that too. No, elevate in your own way. Like the steps will become clear as you go forward. Let's see you dropping the knowledge, Kaylin. I like that. I like the gems that you be giving. I'm next, dead, bro. You know I like them. But next question. I find this so funny. I love these questions. I haven't had a boyfriend. I'm over 17. I just feel so behind. Girl. I'm 20. Let me just tell you. <laughs> 17. I'm like, girl, I'm 17. Girl, let me tell you. All these little high school relationships, I promise you by graduation, they won't mm. be together. So I know in the high school environment, because I feel like these are questions I used to ask myself when I was younger. So it's the environment, high school relationships, the high school sweethearts. It's okay. You're going to go to college. You never know who you're going to meet. And on top of that, you're only 17. Girl, you're not even at 20. No. So you about to meet a whole life, a whole life of just meeting new people. It's okay. And honestly, enjoy this single life at this young age because you never know when these relationships come. So teach yourself something. Learn some new things about yourself. It's okay. We're at the age. You're at the age where right now, just live your life. You're so young and you're in high school everything's going to fall into place and you're going to meet that right person. You're going to be happy that person came at that time instead of at 17. Facts. Right, girl, you're young. I'm 20. (laughs) I haven't had a boyfriend yet. You're fine. You are okay. Do not worry. Don't rush it. Next question is, uh, let's see. Is it still three strikes and they're out or are we gone after one strike? I'm out of patience. One strike, you out. Because <laughs> I am about to play baseball with you and have a home. I am not about to do that. Like, you're out. Like, if it's a strike, I'm done. I'm not about to sit here and try to rebuild things because a man's going to do what you allow. So if you allow the first strike, you're going to get more strikes. That's literally the basic concept. Literally, I heard it in a Cardi B song, and ever since then, I'm like, you right. A man's going to do what you allow. So, girl... If you out of patience and he pushing your blood pressure, because I know these boys be just be pushing, they be pushing, they be pushing. Either communicate how you feel or if you feel like you're not getting anywhere that you need to be, just cut ties. At the end of the day, everybody's going to have their match. And you never know. Everybody come back. And you know, everybody is at different times in their life. You know, maybe he's very immature. So eventually in the future, he'll probably get his stuff together. But if you're running out of patience... Communicate or just cut it quits. Yeah, honestly, I feel like it depends on like what you getting impatient about. If it's things that can be worked through, maybe um, you know, give it a shot. But if it's getting to a point where you feel like it's unbearable, then yeah, just leave. Why would you continue to want to put yourself through something that 
is not good for your overall well-being like just leave if he's feeding up your patients like that just leave don't put yourself on a strike system like it's just that's just it but um all right so we're gonna get to the last couple questions before we wrap up the episode first one i'm going to ask is would you still be best friends if your best friends talked to your ex slash first love and didn't tell you and you found out through someone else and she didn't tell you herself? Um, yikes. Yeah. That's not your best friend, sis. Honestly, don't continue to claim this person as your best friend. Best friends will never backdoor you. That's just a fact. I feel like it's girl code to not backdoor ever. Unless given permission. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where if she was to tell you or even ask you, like, would you mind talking to him? Like, you know, maybe but even then i probably would still look at her differently because it's just like why do you want to talk to a dude that i used to talk to but okay knock yourself out but if this was your first love and your boyfriend for real and she backdoored you then someone like that just can't be trusted in the long run and it's best to just accept the fact that you guys are no longer friends and to never let this kind of person into your close circle anymore or your proximity for real they should be canceled personally. I don't tolerate that type of stuff. I don't even look at other people's people like that. Like that's your person. You've been with them. They're they're under your belt now. What I have no business going after somebody that you were after. And girl, this has happened to me. I don't know about the whole first love thing, but I've had someone get with somebody that I've already, you know, dealt with in a sense and we are no longer friends. That's not your friend. You know, if that person can go and be with somebody that you have already finagled with that's just weirdo actions and that's not your friend it's too many dudes out here for you to be wanting what was once mine yeah mm. i don't understand and if this was my first love someone that i was really in a true relationship with one two you didn't even have the guts to come to me yourself that's you weirdo someone behavior else tell me like i heard through the great <laughs> that's weirdo really, behavior. you know you wrong you know you wrong because you're sneaking trying to talk to somebody that i'm with and you're supposed to be my best friend weirdo like guys do not bring these type of people Peace on out. your journey <laughs> Do not bring these type of people on your journey. It's like we often talk about relationships and guys and stuff. And maybe we need to base an episode on this. But friends can be one of those things that get treated just like relationships mm -hmm. do. They're actually just as significant. Just because your friends aren't a dude or whatever, it's still a serious relationship that you're in with someone. So at the end of the day, that loyalty still matters. That trust factor still matters in order to have healthy friendships with people. I don't understand why, especially females, just think doing this type of, these type of actions are acceptable. Like, you can't be serious right now. Like, you really about to talk to somebody that I used to talk to? No, that's not acceptable. And female, don't give other people 
chances who do this to you and be confused as to why you don't have that positive and good energy in your circle you eventually are who you are around so cut those toxic people off no there weirdos is no allowed. second chances <laughs> i'm sorry like if you cross me like that one time it's clear like energy. i i can forgive you from a distance but i can never be around you anymore so if you want to continue to elevate on your journey sis please cut this female off because she ain't gonna do nothing for you but keep you at the same level you you at do not be around people like that please snap snap i feel like i'm no in weirdos allowed that's weirdo energy <laughs> cancel that cancel that however our last question i know y'all said we about to end it off i know there's so many questions <laughs> but our last one is advice on being on your 20s yet living with strict parents um I've come from a household, you know, with some strict parents, you know. I feel like my lifestyle and the way my parents view things don't match. However, I do live <laughs> away from my parents. So I feel like I was able, I'm now I'm able in my 20s to express myself because I was so used to being restricted. But at the end of the day, like, this is what my best friend told me. Girl, do it. Live your life. What are they going to do? They're not going to stop loving you. They're not going to kick you out. Like, I've taught myself. I used to be so afraid of things, but, like, I just started doing things. And what? You're mad? You're not going to talk to me for three days? Wow. I'm scared. All right, well, you got to respect your parents. You got oh, no, no. I'm not saying disrespect the parentals. However, if there's things you want to do, you want to live your life, and you want to go out, you know, and have fun and still live in your 20s, don't let them stop you because at the end of the day, they're old school. And I don't know if your background <laughs> is a cultural thing or just how they were raised. Just do it because at the end of the day, they are your parents and they will always love you. So live your life. Nice. You're young. Come on. They're not leaving you. It's your parents. What are they <laughs> going to do? Walk away? Divorce me? <laughs> they can't do none of that. True. So live your life. You're only young once. True. I mean, I think you spoke on it to be, I don't, I don't have strict parents, so I don't, I can't really, you know, speak on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Y'all was looking I used like. To think, I used to think my mom was strict, and then I got to college and started hearing <laughs> stories about other people's yes. parents, and I'm like, oh, my mom was nice to I know, I'm like, dang, you couldn't do that? I used to think I my was... mom was so strict, bro. Like, I still mm. think my mom is strict. My mom just didn't play those games, like, but yeah, now exactly. that I'm looking back at it, I feel like she was pretty reasonable, you know what I mean? I did try her up a couple times, <laughs> but if you live in an extremely strict household, then yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be afraid to just be like, you know, forget this. I'm about to just go out and live my own life. Sometimes you got to take risks. We, we yeah. only live once. And also, it's one of those things, too, where my mom is like, look, as long as you're in my household, you respect the responsibilities mm -hmm. and the rules that I have in my household. So if it's getting to a point where you really don't respect your own parents' rules, Try to work on getting your own place. <laughs> yeah. Make sure your credit is nice. It's Make sure you start thing. saving money. And look to get your own apartment because you can only complain for so long. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? At the end of the day, if they plan, if they paying the bills especially and making sure that everything in the entire house is taken care of under their watch and money and time, then at the end of the day, there's only so much that you can say. My mom always told me that. She's like, I don't care how old you are. 
if this is the curfew for my house, this is the curfew for my house. It's my house. You know what I mean? If I don't want you coming in yeah. at this time, I don't want you coming in at this time. So that's kind of how I was raised. So it's one of those things that kind of pushed me to make sure that, okay, I already know how my mom about to work after I graduate. So let me make sure that I have my eggs lined up or, you know, eggs. Why did I say eggs? <laughs> ducks in a row? <laughs> let me make sure I have my ducks in a row so that, mm-hmm. you know, I am not under this lady's roof. If those, if it's too strict for me, you know what I mean. I feel so that's you. what I would do. I I grew up in a Caribbean first generation household. Okay, so I get it with the strict parents. You know, my parents weren't too strict. Like other Haitian parents, I've heard the crazy stories, but I had my fair share of some rules. But you know. Since I live off campus, I have my own place, I'm living my life, you know, and now I'm doing things like, what are you going to do, mom? What are you going to do? (laughs) You're going to stop talking to me? So, live your life. As I said, live your life. You're only young once and enjoy your 20s because it's only a decade. It's only 10 years of that 20 period and it, it goes by quick. So, live your life. However, guys, that wraps up our show for this week. We hope you guys enjoyed everything we talked about as much as we did. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at KSquarePod. And feel free to DM us what topics you guys want us to discuss on our next show as well. And once again, thank you guys for tuning in today. We appreciate all the support we see from you all. And we hope you guys tune in with us next Friday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.